We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, October the 23rd, 2020. On today's show, I'll give my official prediction. South Carolina traveling to Baton Rouge to take on the LSU Tigers. I'll give you guys how I think the game's going to go. Give my official prediction as South Carolina looks to win its third straight game and looks to beat LSU for the first time since 1994. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the rest. So they're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service, which means they offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. Oh, by the way, they were founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni. So a couple of Gamecocks founding Upstate Movers Group. They offer 20 years of project management and moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply don't have the skills for. Guys, again, when it comes to Upstate Movers Group, the people and the service is what sets them apart. If you have any moving needs, be sure to check them out at upstatemoversgroup.com. You can give them a call. You can also find them on social media as well at Upstate Movers Group. Again, that's Upstate Movers Group at upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Yardware. Guys, Yardware is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. These signs are awesome, first things first, and they're a must-have for any Gamecock fan. They're made out of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, and they come in both garnet and black. Football season's in full swing. The holidays are coming up. Christmas is right around the corner. Like I said, guys, this is the perfect gift for any Gamecock fan in your life. I have mine in my studio. It looks absolutely fantastic. I've already posted about it a ton. I'm going to continue to put up pictures and videos and stuff because, like I said, this thing is awesome. Whether you're going to get it for yourself, if, you, if you're not going to, you should get it for yourself. But get it for that loved one. Get it for that family member, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, whoever it may be that is a Gamecock fan. It's a must-have for any South Carolina fan. You can order yours today at YardwareSigns.com. That's YardwareSigns.com. You can also check them out on social media at YardwareSigns. But again, guys, awesome stuff. Extremely high quality. You can put them in your yard. You can put them in your studio, your office, your living room, your bedroom your garage, your man cave, anywhere throughout your house, 
you can put these things. So again, be sure to check them out, yardwaresigns.com. That's yardwaresigns.com. And be sure to tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. always appreciate you guys tuning in happy friday tgif guys we made it to the week officially game day even that's what we're here to talk about as south Carolina takes on the lsu tigers obviously you're hearing me talking about the game right now give my prediction as you all know already i am in baton rouge and you've probably all seen the videos and the clips now of me out in front of tiger stadium aka the real death valley giving my prediction absolutely electric stuff guys thank you so much again tuning in on a friday hope you all have all had a fantastic week and i know we are all looking forward to tomorrow and i'm very excited to give you guys my official prediction as well before we get in everything a couple of housekeeping items as always first things first if you have not done so take five seconds out of your day to leave a review whether you're on itunes spotify stitcher google play take five seconds leave your thoughts your feedback if you things you like things you don't like you want to hear more of less of be sure to do that also if you're not subscribed whether that be any of the platforms i mentioned whether it be social media whether it be youtube hammer the subscribe button you want to get the daily notifications when the podcast drops also we're trying to hit a thousand subscribers on youtube so i appreciate all the help in making that happen as well but again guys Rate and subscribe if you haven't. If you have, I truly do appreciate it. Also, do want to remind you, even though I am in Baton Rouge this weekend, watch party tomorrow at Overtime Bar and Grill. The watch party is still going on. Doors open at 5, kickoff at 7. Fantastic venue, fantastic people who work there. It is a really, really good time. They have great food and drink specials as well. Again, I'm in Baton Rouge this weekend, but if you're in the city, if you're around the area and you need a spot to watch the game, there is no better place to go then overtime bar and grill. So be sure to check them out. Again, guys, I appreciate y'all tuning in on Friday. Let's go ahead and just dive right into it. South Carolina taking on the LSU Tigers tomorrow night in Death Valley, 7 o'clock kick. We've broke down the game. I taught key matchups, keys to the game, all that jazz on yesterday's show. And now it's time to give a prediction. And I'm very excited for it. You know, you take a look, not quite as much as last week, but there are still a fair amount of people that are picking the Gamecocks to get the job done. If you tuned in the Daily Crow earlier this week on Wednesday, I read off College Football News' prediction. They have South Carolina winning this ballgame 35-30. to I saw someone from CBS Sports, I think, had South Carolina 24-21. to So it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but there are some people that are picking South Carolina to get the job done here. You know, when you take a look at this game, I haven't mentioned it quite as much as I did with Auburn. Because, you know, the the thing leading up to Auburn that I talked about so much and I kept stressing was the opportunity that presented itself. You know, I talked about the program's going to go one of two directions. The the 2020 season's obviously going to go one of two directions. And that was an absolute must-have, must-win game to show some life in your program. And South Carolina, credit to them, came out, played with an edge, played with intensity, and took care of business against Auburn. 
the more you win, the bigger the games get. So now you find yourself with another big opportunity to do something you haven't done since 1994, which is beat the LSU Tigers. And guess what? The last time you beat them, it was in Baton Rouge. Now, there have been some memorable games, some very memorable games between South Carolina and LSU since then. Carolina played LSU in 2 at their place, 3 at home. They also played them in 7 at their place. They played them in 8 at home. I remember You guys probably remember Steven Garcia playing in that one. They played them in 8 uh, they also played them in 2012, the week after they beat Georgia 35-7. to Remember that is the Battle Armor game, the Battle Grays, whatever, and that one came down to the wire, and unfortunately, South Carolina was unable to get the job done, but they played them there. And then the last time these two teams matched up, 2015, yeah, 2015, South Carolina went to Baton Rouge when the game was supposed to be in Columbia. So, there have been some very interesting games, some really close, some not so much. When I take a look at this football game, uh, again, you do have an incredible opportunity if you're South Carolina, because I talked on yesterday's show, and I'll say it here again. This is the type of football game that South Carolina football, at least recently, does not win. You know, you got that big win over Auburn. You got back to 500. And again, the similarities between this year and last year's Georgia game. When you got a big upset, you were 500. You had six games left in the season. You're facing the exact same thing this year. And the question was the exact same I've had this week. It was that same thing last year to Georgia. Can South Carolina, what do they do with it? Can they take the momentum they've built now and build something out of it? And the answer was no last year. So you have the chance. Because like I said, I said on yesterday's show, if you lose to LSU, it doesn't take anything away from the Auburn win, in my opinion. You know what I mean? This this is going to be a tough game. LSU's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, okay? They're, they're the favorite in this football game. It's going to be considered another, quote-unquote, upset if you beat them. You've got to go to Baton Rouge at night. I know it's 20%, but I'm still expecting a raucous environment. And not many teams, basically none, go into Baton Rouge at night and win. Granted, this is not the same LSU teams that we've seen from before. Certainly not the LSU team we saw last year. But still, you get my point. When you take a look at this game, I talked about it again on yesterday's show. The main thing is Miles Brennan, his health. Because I'll be totally honest with you guys. On the South Carolina side of things, I feel like I know what, what I'm going to expect from South Carolina. I feel like I know what I'm going to get. I expect the offensive game plan, even with Jalen Brooks being eligible, I expect it to be very similar as it's been the last few weeks. I expect Colin Hill to play a very much Colin Hill football game. I think he'll be steady Eddie. I think he will not throw South Carolina out of the football game. I think this offense, as it should, is going to run through the bus, a.k.a. Kevin Harris. I expect him to touch it 20 to 25 times with a nice change of pace back into Sean Fenwick. I think the Gamecocks are going to be stingy in the run game and are going to lean on the run game. And again, they should. I expect Jalen Brooks to have three or four catches. I don't think he does anything crazy. I, I, I don't think so, but I think his presence alone on the outside is going to take some pressure off of Shai Smith and help the offense. Defensively, again, I feel like I know what to expect from South Carolina. I think J.C. Horn, that, that matchup on the outside, Horn against Marshall, I think J.C. Horn's going to have a very much J.C. Horn game. Now, granted, does he have two picks? I doubt it. I doubt LSU really goes his way. You know, I think you saw the secondary start to grow up a little bit last weekend. I thought you you started to see some younger guys take some steps. John Dixon, Jamie Robinson, Shiloh Sanders. 
You start to see those guys sort of grow up and mature. Should be getting Israel Mukwamu back. You know, they've got other weapons on the outside for sure. But I think you know what you're getting kind of out of the secondary. And I think the front seven's good enough to get pressure. We've seen that with J.J. Nigbari and Zach Pickens and Keir Thomas. Um, you know, Jordan Birch, those other guys. Aaron Sterling, Brad Johnson. That host of dudes. So I, I really, you know, and that's the thing that separates this South Carolina team. And this is why I don't think we're going to see what happened last year with this team. And this is win or loss against LSU, by the way. I just really think going back offensively to Colin Hill, that steady hand, him being the same guy week after week after week, I think this is going to be a more consistent football team. You know, last year's team had the highs. Heck, you beat a number three team, three Georgia football team. You beat a number three Georgia, but you also lost to App State. Like, I don't think you're going to see that up and down roller coaster this year. So I don't think the wheels are going to fall off of this football team. Again, win or loss against LSU. But I feel like you know what to expect from South Carolina. You look at the LSU side of things, and that's where things start to get murky. You're looking at a program, again, coming off a national championship, you're the defending national champs. And, I mean, I can tell you guys, if South Carolina was ever won a national championship, I wouldn't give a damn if they lost every game the next year. It's like, you know what, dude, I've got the trophy, I've got the ring, I don't give a damn, whatever. You know, I say that, obviously, hypothetically, but you would, but you get what I'm saying. Like, but there's some turmoil in Tigerland, no question. You start in one and two. You look miserable on opening day against Mississippi State. You lose to Missouri, which nobody was expecting Missouri to do anything this year. You know, you, you had the game canceled or moved last weekend because of COVID with, with the Gators and stuff, Florida with their issues. And now, Miles Brennan's not going to play. LSU turning to two true freshman quarterbacks. They've obviously been fantastic passing the football, and I think they do have weapons. Terrence Marshall's a legit big-time threat. Arik Gilbert, the tight end, the freshman who I talked about a lot on yesterday's show, he's a legitimate pass catcher. Jerai Jenkins, Jonte Kirkland, Michael Martin, Racy McMath, Trey Palmer. They've got other guys. You know, they've got some weapons on the outside. And then you look in the backfield because they've been a pass. They're, they're running for less than 100 yards this season, 100 yards per game. They returned one offensive lineman from last year's team. <clears throat> as far as their running backs, kind of a mixed bag there too. You know, John Emery Jr., Keenan Dunn, Tyron Davis-Prince, Chris Curry, Tony Carr, kind of a mixed bag. They don't really have a true guy yet who has replaced um, Claude Edwards-Hilaire, who was so good for them last year. But you factor in, because, again, the Miles Brennan injury is a big deal in this game to me. And it, it, has changed, it, is, it has impacted my pick, no doubt, no question. You know, I talked about the opportunity. And, again, this is a game where if you can win this one, go to, into the bye week three and two, all of a sudden you're opening up a world of possibilities in regards to things you can achieve this season. And I'm starting to draft up my apology letter to Will Muschamp, bottom line. I mean, your over-under win total in Vegas for the year was three and a half. You'd be at three through five games. Nobody would have seen that coming. Again, it's going to be a tall task. You've got to go on the road. Two Baton Rouge, two Death Valley at night. And I've been so hesitant because I've seen the people on social media and I've heard the chatter of people saying, oh, you know, LSU's just no good. They stink, blah, blah, blah. I'm very hesitant to say that about LSU because it's not like LSU just stopped recruiting. 
LSU has good football players. Like, LSU has talent. The two true freshmen they're going to play, those guys are on scholarship for a reason. Like, they're not scrubs, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're good football players. There's a reason they're LSU. Granted, they are true freshmen, but they're still good football players. They've still got really good players on the outside. Derek Stingley Jr., obviously that matchup, which I talked about a lot yesterday as well, that's going to be a big one. He is an All-American first-rounder for that LSU defense. I think the biggest question in this one for South Carolina coming in, because like I said, I feel like I know what to expect from South Carolina. They're going to try to run the football, and the offensive line's done a pretty good job in run blocking. The question is, can they throw it? Can South Carolina take advantage of a porous LSU secondary? Because it's been bad. Outside of Stingley, it's been bad. They're giving up 380 yards per game passing, and you might think to yourself, oh, well, that's inflated because Mississippi State threw for like 800 yards against them. Well, Missouri threw it all over the field, too. I mean, they haven't stopped. They've stopped one team, and that name was that team was Vanderbilt, who South Carolina also destroyed. So they haven't stopped anybody with a pulse throwing the ball. Can South Carolina get enough from their passing game to have a balanced attack, continue to do what it's done best, win time of possession, keep LSU off the field, convert on third downs, extend drives. Can they do that in this game? And defensively, again, South Carolina been so good on third down. LSU actually has not been a great third down team. Believe it or not, they have not been a good third down team. I just had it pulled up here. They're on third down. Let's see. Third down. Third down conversions. They are converting 23% of their third downs. 23%. So, and South Carolina has been so good defensively on third downs, getting off the field. You know, I've gone back and forth on this pick all week. I'll be totally honest with you. I, I really have. Because, again, you think of the challenge that lies ahead. You've only beaten them twice in your entire history. You've never beaten LSU and Auburn in the same season, ever. Haven't beaten them since 1994. You got to go on the road to Death Valley, play the defending national champions at night. Again, a team that still has a ton of talent. You're not going to convince me otherwise. I, I think they still have a ton of talent. I told you guys Wednesday with the best bet, if you could get South Carolina plus seven and a half, hammer it. Because I think it's going to be a close football game. There's no doubt. Very much back and forth, close game. So if you can get if you can find any book that has South Carolina plus seven and a half, take it. Absolutely take it. But you know, I just think, you know, the thing that I will say, the thing that concerns me in this game are the weapons that LSU has on the outside with Terrence Marshall, with Arik Gilbert. Again, I know JC Horn balled out and Izzy coming back from injury, but th that had me worried a little bit. That, that's had me worried this week. But I got to be honest with you guys, the entire dynamic of this football game changed when Miles Brennan was ruled out. And I guess maybe, you know, I'm not sure if he's officially, officially been ruled out, but he's either going to be playing on one leg or he's out. I'm just going to assume he's out. I'm going to assume he's not playing in this football game. The entire dynamic of this football game for me changed when Miles Brennan's health became such an issue and, and became really the top storyline in this football game. I believe, I, again, offensively, 
I expect the Gamecocks to kind of do what they've done. They're going to be stingy in the run game. They're going to establish the running game with Kevin Harris. And I think Kevin Harris will have another solid day, another workmanlike performance. I, I, I think we can all just come to expect that. I, I think that is a staple. That is the identity of the South Carolina offense. As far as Colin Hill, again, I think he's going to be steady Eddie. I think the matchup between Shai Smith and Derek Stingley Jr. is going to be one for the ages, one you need to watch. I do think Jalen Brooks will have the type of game I described on yesterday's show. Three to four catches, 40 to 50 yards. I think Nick Muse gets involved this week very heavily. And I think South Carolina does do enough in the passing game to be balanced. And I do think Mike Bobo will get creative with Shaw Smith to get him in space and get in the football. No question. I mean, they, I, I've been saying week after week after week, oh, well, you know, he won't have this many catches because, you know, LSU is going to key in on him. It's Bo Pelini who's the defensive coordinator for LSU. Oh, Bo Pelino key in on him. At this point, man, I'm just I'm giving Shaw Smith his due. He, he's finding a way to get open and beat everybody he plays. So I don't know. I don't think he's going to have 10 catches or anything, but I, I think Shaw Smith's going to have a Shaw Smith game. He's going to take care of his business. He's going to get his numbers. So I think South Carolina will do enough to be balanced. But again, the dynamic of this football game changed for me when Miles Brennan, his health became the top storyline and two true freshmen are going to have to go up against this South Carolina defense. Again, I think you saw this. I think you've seen over this season the Gamecocks back end of their defense, those younger guys, Dixon, Sanders, Jamie Robinson, even Cam Smith a little bit, who should be available this weekend, start to grow up, start to come into their own. I am excited and intrigued because as, as critical as I've been of Will Muschamp, and T-Rob, for that matter. As critical as I've been of them both, I fully expect them to have a game plan that will give these two true freshman quarterbacks for LSU headaches all night long. I expect them to disguise. I expect them to stunt. I expect them to blitz. I expect them to bring all types of pressures. Fully expecting that. So with that being said, you know, it's crazy. Before the season, I never would have thought. I never would have thought I'd be making this pick. And I've, I've refrained from using the term stars aligned again because I used that a lot last week. You know, it feels like the stars are aligned. It feels like the stars are aligned. But I'll be honest with you guys, again, it, it just feels like for whatever reason to me, that things have just lined up this week and are lining up this weekend for South Carolina to get yet another big upset. Another upset, another, another, dare I say, program changing or cor corner turning type of win for this game Coxwell program. Again, I could have never imagined before the season, I'd be, I could have never imagined. Two and a half, three weeks ago, I'd be making a pick like this. Again, I think offensively, South Carolina will be able to run the football and they'll be able to throw it just enough. And I think the big storyline in this football game is going to come back to LSU offensively with two true freshman quarterbacks. Can LSU do enough against the Gamecocks defense that proved to be opportunistic last week? It's been pretty decent, pretty good, I should say, at getting at the quarterback. Keir Thomas and J.J. Nigbari up front have been unstoppable. And LSU, heck, they've got questions on the offensive line too, same as Auburn did. But I think the answer to that question, can LSU do enough, 
I think it will be no. I think the Gamecocks go on the road, even with the challenge that lies ahead, on the road, in Death Valley, at night, against the defending national champions. I think the Gamecocks do it for a second straight week. I've got South Carolina beating LSU in Baton Rouge Saturday night on national TV. Give me South Carolina 28 to 23 in a huge win. You go into the bye week three and two. And all of a sudden, the entire dynamic of this season, the entire dynamic of this program has completely flipped. Has completely flipped in a span of three weeks. So that's it, guys. I've got the Gamecocks finding a way to get the win 28 to 23. Over the LSU Tigers, again, I think offensively, South Carolina will be balanced. They will run the football. They will do enough in the passing game. And then I just think defensively, the injury to Miles Brennan completely changed the dynamic of this football game for me. I think South Carolina will take advantage of some young gunslingers. Will Muschamp and T-Rob will have a fantastic game plan devised to get after these guys. And I think the Gamecocks will take the football off of LSU, similar to how they did to Auburn and Carolina don't bet against the Cox when the Cox are hot. Gamecocks get a 28 to 23 win and walk out of Baton Rouge three and two. And all is great in Gamecock land going into the bye week. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Obviously, I'm fired up being in Baton Rouge, I'm getting to see it in person. Of course, that's what I should have said. I'm going to be there. South Carolina is not about to lose a football game in which I went 10 hours because we're driving 10 hours down the road to watch them whoop that Tiger ass. So that's another reason. South Carolina is going to get the win, 28-23. to 23. Again, all will be merry in Gamecock land. Drinks all night on Bourbon Street if we go to New Orleans. Whatever. Either way, I got the Gamecocks 28-23, to 23, getting a big-time upset win in Baton Rouge. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so much. This has been a fantastic week. Guys, the month of October has been incredible for me personally, for the business just for everything going on. So I want to say from the bottom of my heart, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support, for your love, for your feedback, for always consuming the content, sharing the content, showing love. It means more than you could ever know, guys. Thank you so much. If One last thing. If you need a place to bet on the games this weekend, if you want to bet on the games, Go over to MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code Gamecocks. You're going to get a deposit match up to $1,000 in free play. So please be sure to check them out, MyBookie.ag, promo code Gamecocks. Guys, again, thank you so much for everything. Carolina gets the 28-23 to win over LSU. I'm calling it right now, guys. Have a fantastic weekend. Go Cox, beat LSU, and we'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>